this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Welcome to Top Quality Faith Ministries. Wow. You know, uh, just to get started, sometimes it's kind of a little different. So, but I praise God for today. And I just thank Him for His provision that He brings forth each and every day. Today, we're going to talk about trust. And that's somewhat difficult a lot of times for each and every one of us to really, really get into that place where we're truly trusting and we're relying upon God for our every need. And not only for our every need, just for some of the things that he continues to speak forward in our lives. And sometimes as God speaks, we find ourselves challenged by the words in which he gives to us. You know, uh, I'm a, I am an individual that, you know, I look for things to happen immediately. I don't like surprises. I'll say it that way. You know, please don't surprise me. You know, I just don't believe in surprises. You know, uh, if you're going to give me something or buy me something, tell me in advance what it is so I don't have to do guesswork in my mind to try to figure out what it is. And it causes stress on me. So to me, just tell me. And sometimes I'm like that when I'm dealing with the Lord. The Lord will show or present something to me, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I can't play the trust game, so just tell me what it is. And if you just tell me what it is, then I'll make my mind up whether I'm going to believe for it or not. <laughs> Did you hear me? I'm going to make my mind up for whether I'm going to believe for it or not. And it's not always the easiest thing to do. You know, uh, many of us, you know, um, have issues with trust because of something um, that has occurred in our life at one point or another. And it has really hindered your ability to really stand in that place and really trust God for the things that he has for you or even for, you know, uh, others. And so I'll go ahead and open with the simplest prayer. Father God, even as your word go forward, teach us to trust you. Cause us to really, truly see who you are. And as we see you, we overcome in your word really trusting you with our lives. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. So we're going to start off in Proverbs and then we're going to move into, you know, a great story and we're going to really break the story down because I want you guys to see the areas of opportunity when it comes to all of us truly trusting God. From verse 1? Yes. Proverbs 3, 
No, no, just five and six. Five and six only. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Okay, so we're going to break that down as simply as first. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And so when it says all thy heart, I, I find myself always in a position to where I've said, okay, Lord, I need to give you all of my heart. I need to make sure that everything that represents me, I position it and surrender it over to you. And the Lord said to me simply as this, that's not what I'm saying. He's literally saying, believe who I am. Believe that he is Lord. Believe that he is God. And as you believe him for who he is, you'll learn to trust him. And then it says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. And then even when I began to look at that particular part of the scripture, it said, lean not to your own understanding. That means when something is presented to me, I cannot then try to decipher it with my own intelligence. I'll say it like that. I do not have the ability, if it's something that is spiritual, to really, really understand and dissect it in the flesh. And so the Lord was saying to me in this, when he's saying lean not to your own understanding, it means don't try to figure it out your way. And he says in all your ways acknowledge him. And, and, and then when he began to tell me acknowledge him, that means bringing him into your day, causing him to be a part of everything that you're going through. You know, there was one point in time when I had a revelation that God could see me, and he can see me in every aspect of my life, whether I'm, you know, going through whatever, you know, he could see me, and that really began to move me, and I found myself in a position to whereby if I felt like he wasn't supposed to see me in, you know, my nakedness, I would make sure, okay, Lord, I'm not going to talk to you right now or whatever the case may be. But you're bringing him into everything because he sees us completely. And it's so important that we understand that he sees us completely. And so we would say, oh, Lord, uh, as I was saying, don't see me when I'm naked or whatever the case may be. But when I got issues, I want him to see me, okay? Like, wait a minute, Lord, I got this going on, and I got that going on. So uh, we can't close him out in any aspect. We need to make sure that we include him in everything. Okay, so that's where in all your ways, acknowledge him. And then directing your path. Uh, this direction is a kingdom direction. This is not what we desire, okay? It is based on his plans for our life, not based on our plans that we give him for our lives. Amen. Okay, so making sure that you guys see that. And so when he began to 
speak this to me today. I was like, okay, Lord, I don't even know how I could even begin to teach a message like this when I, I got my own struggles. And, 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 and a lot of times when I'm having a intimate conversation with my Lord, the first thing he says to me, trust me. And then I'm like, oh God, why you always tell me the same thing? Have I not got this? You know, I've been in this for so long and you're still saying the same words to me and I just don't get it. And know what he said to me? He said, every step of your walk, I want you to trust me. He said, you're not missing me. But I want to build a greater sense of trust in you. And the only way I can do that is to continue to tell you, even when it doesn't look like what you want it to look like, even when it doesn't feel comfortable, even when it doesn't look like I'm going to come through, I just need you to keep walking forward and trust that I'll bring you through this. And then I say to him, okay, Lord, I know. But I got this over here and I got that over here. And he said, but that doesn't matter. I'm still going to handle it. And But the way he really wanted me to look at trusting him, he says, I want to take you back to Mary. And I want you to go and I want you to look at Joseph. And I want you to look at their relationship that they had with me. And as you begin to look at their relationship, I want you to begin to look where they came into complete and total trust. They faced opposition. They faced ridicule and a host of things. But they trust me. They were able to trust me despite what was going on or even what I presented to them. And then I say, yes, because sometimes you present to me things that I'm like, oh, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to be a part of this? Do I really, 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 really want to move forward in this? And so when we get to Luke, and so let's go to Luke and just look at the story. Because it kind of really made me stop to look and to really, really understand what Mary had to go through, first of all. And then even after what Mary went through, uh, Joseph being a righteous man, imagine hearing his bride-to-be is with a child, and she comes with this crazy story, because it's a crazy story to him. So let's go over the message. Verse 26? Yes. Luke 1, 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the so before we get further, so I want to make sure that you guys understand if you go back and look at begin a little bit prior to the story, Mary is visiting Elizabeth. And so Elizabeth has already encountered this same angel. And now this angel is now visiting Mary in Elizabeth's house. And as this angel was visiting Mary, 
she's awakened or she encounters, I don't know how she encounters the spirit, but she encounters the angel. And as he begins to speak to her, he says some things to her that is way beyond anything that she would ever be <laughs> willing to hear at that particular time. I think if I put myself or if you put yourself in this position, imagine you hearing this news by the angel. And let's go ahead. Verse 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art, hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. So, hell art thou highly favored. So the first thing I would be, blessed art thou highly favored. Me? Highly favored? Okay, so Mary had to really hear. She had to accept what the angel was saying. And not only that, she had to take it in and truly, truly assessed what's being said. I think a lot of times when God says to us, I love you, a lot of times we look at like, you love me? Because we focus in on the things that we think he's focusing in, and that's why he tells us not to lean to our own understanding. And as we focus in on the things that we see that we think that he's focused in, automatically we're in that position and we literally say, well, Lord, how could you say that about me? How can you even begin to look at me as such because I've done thus, 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 stuff? And God doesn't look at these particular things that we look at. And so that's why he constantly brings us to this place and says, trust in him. And he keeps saying to us not to lean to our understanding. So our understanding is that we'll never mount up to what we perceive that we're supposed to be in Christ. But God's understanding is that we mount up and we are far greater than what we can ever imagine we are in him. Wow, isn't that great? So has how I see myself, and I see myself a lot of times as this person that never seems to measure up to the expectation that God has placed on my life. Somewhere or another, I'm falling short. But God sees that uh, I'm measuring up. And he even says to me, like, you're exceeding the expectations that I have called forth. And I'm like, what? I can't even believe that I exceed expectation in my own job. I, I literally, when it comes to every time I get a performance evaluation, if those who still receive them, I, I, the first thing you go and look, and you look for satisfaction. And then when you become to a point, do I stop? Technical difficulties? Yeah. Oh, I guess I stopped. Sorry, you guys, we're experiencing technical, technical difficulties. We shall be right back on. And I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> if you tell me to start over. <laughs> Exceeding expectations. I think when, even when the Lord begins to, you know, highly favor, uh, there's been time where God has spoken, you know, kind words to me. And when I say kind words, I sit back like, what? 
he has even presented somebody and that person have said some things to me that was kind to me. And in that place where he's, he has basically said, you're blessed. I sit back and I say, what? What? Even to at one point in time, someone basically came to me and even used the word pure. And I was like, who are you talking to? Okay, because that couldn't be me. And then I said, oh, you must have looked up my name because my name means pure. Okay, <laughs> do you hear me? Because I'm not, okay. And, and even to that point, I sit back and I question the greeting to the point whereby I'm like, I don't know if that was God, but I'll hear the rest of the stuff, but I'm going to skip the part that you have literally said because it didn't register on the inside of me. And the main reason why it didn't register on the inside of me is because how I see myself. I constantly tearing myself down in a lot of areas. And this is why he constantly tells us not to lean to our understanding because when we begin to lean to our understanding, we think that we're supposed to look different than, where, than what we are in his eyes. In his eyes, he loves to see, you know, the impurities, the fail, fail, failures and all of that. In our eyes, we don't want any of that to exist on the inside of us. And so then when you sit back and you hear something such as what Mary heard, highly favored, like favored among who? Why are you calling me this? Okay. And I'm sure the greeting just kind of threw her off, which I'm sure when God speaks kind words to us, it kind of throws us off because we have a different view of ourselves. And even in that, the Lord literally was telling me today. He simply said to me, if you trust me, he said, you will truly recognize who you are to me. And the words that I shall speak to you shall cause change to come into you and you will become even more than what I have spoken. Wow, isn't that great? I'm like, wow. But so, so I gotta trust these kind words that he says to me. And I gotta take them in and I gotta say, oh my God, that's so nice. <laughs> oh, that is exactly me. Yeah, you got me. You just really pointed me out. Yes, I am highly favored. Yes, I am beloved. Oh, my God. You know, I am pure. And, and he literally said to me, as I speak these things to you and you speak them back to me, he said, you become even greater than what I have spoken. He said, the words that I speak to you have life in it, and it transforms and changes you. And so as you trust me, get it? This is what we're talking, trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and you lean not to your understanding, I am constantly elevating you and me. Wow. And so when Mary heard it, instantly she's elevated. Okay? She's elevated in the place to whereby now he can speak even greater things to her and even asked her to do something for him. So let's go further. Luke chapter 1, verse 28, I mean 29. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Did you hear? Cast in her mind. So that means she began to what? Lean to her understanding. And what did the spirit of what the angel do at that point? And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. So immediately when he spoke the words, words to her, she began to automatically get ready to go where we go all the time and to that place where we hang out and we say, that ain't me. I don't know who you're talking to. I don't know. Who, it couldn't be me that you're, you're speaking to. He immediately dealt with what was dealing with her, fear. And as he dealt with the fear, she instantly came back into the place to where she was able to receive the greeting. Hopefully you guys get that. So when he's telling us not to lean to our understanding, when our understanding takes us into that place where we begin to see ourselves different or to begin to look at something outside of him, we should immediately deal with whatever's dealing with us. And as we begin to speak to whatever's dealing with us, then we are able to move into what he is truly saying about us. And he literally says, I love you and you are blessed in my eyes. I've chosen you for myself. And you are beautifully and wonderfully made in my image. Wow. Did you guys get that? Because we deal with fear. If immediately you can accept the words. We, we begin to deal with what prevents us from receiving. And, and, and a lot of times fear shows up because the last thing we want people to think that we are somebody, get it? But we are somebody <laughs> in Christ. You know, I'm like, don't say that. Don't tell nobody about that. Uh, hopefully nobody looks at that. You know how you're, you're in, and I keep using office setting where somebody calls out, oh, that person did this and this and that. You know, I tend, I don't know about you, when somebody calls out and they say something great about me, I shrink on the inside because I don't want that attention on me. I don't turn around and say, yeah, I did it. I'm in that place to whereby, please don't, I, it wasn't for you to call out my name in that. Because I like to be behind the scene. I don't like to be up front because I don't like that attention. Uh, 
you guys think, oh, wow, I like to be on camera. Oh, my God, I fight it every day, okay? I fight it every Sunday, okay? I'm running from this, okay? It's not a place where I would truly say I want to be. And I, I know when the pandemic first started and when they said, oh, my God, we're going to do videotape of you, I was like, oh, my God, do I have to do this? I had an anxiety attack every single Sunday because I didn't want to be put in a position where people could see me. You know, when I'm speaking according to the Holy Spirit, to me, I'm invisible because I'm just playing this relay. I'm just hearing things and I'm just telling you guys what I'm hearing. They're not my words, so I'm okay with it, okay? And so, because I'm hearing them for the first time as well, it makes it comfortable for me. But if I had to go up here every day, I don't think I can handle this job. But hear what I'm saying. But the Lord says, you can handle it. You can do this. I'll support you in it. Amen. You're not going to fail. Yes. Because I can't fail. Amen. And so it makes me stand up in places where I wouldn't necessarily stand up in. And so this is the part where he says, trust in the Lord. Lord, I trust you because I know you have to carry me every time I get in front of this camera. And I trust you because I know that I'm going to hear your voice. And as I hear your voice, I'm going to say exactly what I hear. And so in that, I can't lean to my own understanding because when I do, then I sit here and I in that panic mode and I, not, I don't know what to say. But even to go back to this particular message, so Mary hears this, these beautiful words and every single thing that she's hearing, she's accepting. And let's take it a little bit further. Luke 1 verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. So at this particular point, Mary could have just went back to her understanding, right? And she said, oh, my God, so this is going to happen when I marry Joseph? He was talking about now. And it shows here that Mary didn't go off and to lean to her understanding. She continued to allow Gabriel to speak to her the things that God has for her. What I find myself doing when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me, I get ahead of him and I begin to add sometimes word because I'm so excited that he's speaking to me that sometimes I add words into what he's saying to me or I get so excited that I stop listening because he's talking to me, <laughs> okay? I think a lot of times I do the second one. I stop listening because he's talking to me and then I'm like oh my god oh my god he's telling me this he's telling me that he's talking to me about me but a lot of times he'll talk to me about other people but when he has conversations with me about me I, I get so excited in the conversation that he's 
that as he's speaking to me, that sometimes I find myself in that position that I stop listening. And then I sit there as if he can't speak it to me again. I got, uh, now I've gotten to a point to say, Lord, I'm just so excited. I'm overwhelmed. Can you just say to me what you said before, now that I'm listening? And, and then as he speaks whatever it is again, I, I, I'm, I'm in that position to, I re, I'm listening with the intent to receive what he's saying. But a lot of times he can say, Kathy, and I'm just like, huh? Oh, and, and I'm in that freak out mode because I'm like, what did I do wrong? What are you trying to say to me? But then if he says, I love you, or if he says, you're beautiful, I'm like, what? Okay, that can't be my Lord. Let me just double check. And I start praying in the spirit. Lord, is this you? And then I'll hear him saying to me, it is I. And then he says, and yes, you are my beloved. And you are pleasing in my sight. And he goes on to say to me, and you shall do great things. Amen. And then he goes on and he says to me, but he's not only saying it to me, he says not to worry about your shortcomings. And he just said, just focus in on me. He says, I have great things to say to all of you. He said, but I can only say them if you will accept and receive them. He goes on to say to me, to say to you guys, don't be afraid. He says, so even as I've spoken to Joseph and Mary, he says, I have great things that I wish to say to each and every one of you. He said, but you must not be afraid to hear the words that I speak. He said, one thing I must say to each of you is that I love you. He said, again, you are pleasing in my sight. He said, I love you more than anything you could ever do wrong. He said, I want you to understand my love overshadows your frailties. And he says, and I am very pleased. And I love each and every one of you. And he goes on to say to me, I should not forsaken you. Yes. 
nor will I allow anyone to lead you astray. You're mine, and I gave up my life for you. And he says, and my love for you, it stands beyond anything that anyone could say about you. And he says, and I want to speak greater things to you. He said, but I can only do this if you just let me all the way in and that you just trust me. And he goes on to say, and do not think that I come to condemn you. He said, but I've come to bring you life yes. in abundance. Yes. He says, I am thy Lord. I am thy provider. I am thy God. And, and, and then he just says, will you dwell in me? And dwelling him means to acknowledge him in the things that we're going through. Lord, I'm dwelling in you by acknowledging the things that I'm going through. And I'm trusting you even as I cry out in these particular places where I need your help to be able to move forward. He said to go forward with the scripture because, again, you now still see that Mary is being told exactly what's going to take place. Luke 1, verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who, have, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And so you see at this particular point, how do I say this, Lord? So after... Elizabeth encounters, because he told me to go back and correct this. He said, after Elizabeth encounters, Mary encounters the Spirit. And then the two of them come together. And as they come together, they begin to examine what the angel said to each one of them. And as they begin to examine what the angel said to each one of them, they're in that position to where they're celebrating 
Christ. And in all our ways of acknowledging him, God wants us to be in that position where we celebrate him. And in that stopping and thanking him, recognizing he's Lord, recognizing that he's everything to us. But let's go ahead and look a little bit further into this message. Verse 39. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Did you guys hear that? Blessed is he that believes. So there should be performance of those things that is told unto us. So God seeks to perform the things that is told to us as we believe. He told me to say that again. As you believe. God will perform the things that he speaks readily to you. Amen. But, but if you notice, I, I love this particular passage. They're both celebrating what they heard. And a lot of times when we hear things of the Lord, I, don't, I think we still sit back and we keep looking at it and we watch it over and over and over and we replay it in our mind. But we never come, at least I don't. I'm not in that place where I'm celebrating. Oh, my God, thank you. You know, I remember being called into the ministry, and he began to tell me that I was going to be a pastor. There was no celebration whatsoever. It was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. And I began to go into a fight in a battle rather than being in that place of celebration. I even began when, uh, when he said to me, oh, you're going to be able to prophesy this or prophesy that. And I was like, nah, uh, um, no, I don't want to do that. So I think we all should be in that position to whereby when God says something to us, instead of sitting back trying to question and trying to figure it out in our natural mind, just be in agreement. Just accept and welcome and celebrate what you hear or better yet, celebrate him because of what he seeks and desire to do through you. And as you celebrate, he literally says that the words shall come to pass and they will perform exactly as they have been spoken. Let's go a little bit further. Luke 1, 46. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. 
For he hath regarded the loath estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath shown strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. And hath put, he hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good, good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever, and Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had shown great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them, and all these things were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them upon in laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been, seen, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. Chapter 2.
I was looking, I think that we only were supposed to, even though we went over all of that, I think we were only supposed to just go over the part for Joseph. <laughs> and then I said, you were already reading, but I said, okay, Sorry. let's go ahead and go. And so for the portion of Joseph, Yes. And so now, as she's looking for that, uh, now Mary has been with Elizabeth for three months, and now she journeys back to her hometown. And in going to her hometown, she now encounters Joseph. And at this particular point, it's been three months. So Joseph can see a change in her, and even as he sees her, he can see that she's with child. And Mary now is in the place that she has a conversation with Joseph, and she tells him exactly what happened. And as she tells him exactly what happened, he's at a point whereby he's literally listening to what she's saying. And even though this man believes in in, uh, in Jesus, I say, believes in the Lord, okay? Uh, at this particular point in time, he's not really, you know, in a place to really accept and believe everything that the woman is basically saying. And so immediately at this particular point, he wants to put her away. But understanding putting her away Mary can be in a position to whereby she can be stoned to death because uh, the Jews did not believe in women having relationships outside of marriage. I'm not saying that anybody should, but even in this particular situation, she would be stoned and her life could be at risk. But Joseph chooses not to expose her, but in, in return... He's in a position to whereby he's not necessarily accepting what is being said. And at this point, he goes to sleep and God brings forth a revelation to him, causing him to understand truly that what has occurred with Mary is definitely what Mary is speaking. And it is the truth. And he's telling him, you know, it's okay to accept Mary as his wife because what was on the inside was conceived through the Holy Spirit. Now, imagine Joseph first hearing the, the story of this woman that he loved so greatly, you know, is coming back after three months and she, she's pregnant. Which man would believe that, okay? I, I don't think anybody or even which woman would believe that. Like you've been gone for three months and all of a sudden you come back and then you telling us this crazy story that the Holy Spirit came upon you and you seen this angel Gabriel and Gabriel spoke to you and told you that you were going to have a child. So imagine, you know, uh, how Joseph truly at this particular point in time went directly to his own interpretation and understanding. But God had to bring him out of that place and bring him into a place to whereby 
he was able to see things according to the spirit. And so not sure if you found it. Yeah, yeah. Matthew 1, verses 18 and 25. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, That's that it might be fulfilled. No, no. So the Lord showed me these two stories, one with Mary and then the other with Joseph. But you can see in both situations, the first thing that you can see after hearing the news they both went towards their understanding, but in Mary's sense, uh, she's automatically brought into understanding as fear is dealt with. With Joseph, God brings forth a revelation to deal with his mind because it shows that he was contemplating this, trying to really, really come to a place of understanding. And in that place, God was able to speak and cause revelation to come forth in order to change his viewpoint and to really to get him to see that what Mary had spoken to him was definitely true. And God is literally saying to us that it's so important that we truly, truly not be in that place where we're leaning to our understanding, but truly come into the place where he's able to provide the wisdom that is necessary for each one of us to stand up in the things that he has called for. Again, it gave me a simple word, wasn't a lot, wasn't uh, big. He just said, trust me. Will you trust me? He said, will you cease from your worries? Will you cease from your own self-protection? He said, will you come completely into my house? I love how he said that. And allow me to be Lord over you. Recognizing that I am able to do the things that I have spoken forth from the beginning. He said, you're not left out. nor have I forsaken you in anything. Yes. And he literally asked that we come into agreement with some of the things that we've heard. Yes. And he says to me, for us to stop seeking to handle things on our own, but what he has spoken directly to us is that we go back and we look at it and we say yes, and amen, and even come to that place where we just begin to come into that place of agreement by celebrating it and truly accepting what he has for us. Mm 
And then he says, and then I shall move. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today. I ask even now that truth finds each and every one of us and that every area where we tossed aside the word, that the Holy Spirit comes back, revives the word, ministers it back into your life, and calls you to come into complete understanding of the things for the things of God that is destined to go forward in your life. I pray even now, <clears throat> excuse me, that each and every one of you receives and is blessed in Christ Jesus' name. So be it. If anybody needs prayer, we're open. Uh, Uber conference line is open now. Do not hesitate to come. For those who have not received Christ, I pray even now that even as I speak the word, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I invite each and every one that has not received you into relationship right now with you. And it's simply by them saying, Lord, I accept you, and yes, I welcome you. And if you said, Lord, I accept you, and I welcome you, let's take it a little bit further, into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior, be my God. Cause your spirit to reside with me, to forever keep me in your ways. This I ask in Christ Jesus' name. And if you said these words, I welcome you to the kingdom. Be blessed and a blessing to others. In Jesus' name I pray. Bye, you guys. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.